What is happening? <laughs> is that or, what I was supposed to do? Or, yeah. <laughs> or you could say, I'm Mike. <laughs> hey, I'm Mike. I think they know that by now. And I'm Lance, and we are... Just these guys, you know? How you doing this morning, Mike? I am doing just fine. You ready for the next chapter? Next chapter. But I tell you what, I got a, a pretty cool little setup to today. Um, completely unprovoked. And honestly, I think it's like completely unrelated to anything inspired by uh, me or the book. Traveling to Marquette, Kansas. So if you've never, if you're listening to this, if you live in Kansas, say you live around the Wichita area, and you've never been to Marquette, Kansas, go to go, you got to go to Marquette, Kansas. Is it nice? It's really cool. It's cool. a small little town where right. some folks from Dallas, Texas, actually moved up here because they had a, a connection from when they were a child, 1970s, like a great grandparent or grandparent, something like that. And they used <laughs> to come up and they used to to help on the farm sure so when they basically were they had enough money to do so they moved to marquette and they bought half the downtown really and they're now buying different houses in town but they are really rejuvenating this little town it's like you hear about these ideas out there of people going in and moving into a small town and helping to rejuvenate these these folks are legit doing it and so they have put in, it's really cool, a group of us went, and we did a little, uh, it's called a booze cruise, but it's a tour of, there's a distillery that they started, mm-hmm. one little town has a, a winery, uh, there's a brewery, it's all, it was just a great time. There was 10 of us, five couples, but before we even got out of town, out of Wichita, we were riding with another couple, and very good friends of ours, and... We're about 10 miles into the trip, and from the back seat, the the young lady, she says, okay, I want us to do an exercise mm-hmm. before we get into this weekend, and I just want you to go along with me on I'm this. say road trip exercise. Road Yay. trip exercise. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, oh boy. Yeah. And from the back, she says this, I want everyone to think about when it comes to this weekend, what do you want? Whoa. This is what she said. And I just started giggling. You hear it. Because, yeah, absolutely. And immediately, another person in the in the car, which, by the way, was not me. Okay. <laughs> started saying what they didn't want. <laughs> I mean, immediately. Now, I've heard you say this a hundred times that people do this and I've never really caught it this like crystal clear immediately what they didn't want and so it's so true but I loved the fact that this is this was her perspective this was her direction let's just think about what we want yes and so what I said was you know what I want to laugh and yeah. man I did a lot of laughing and it was a great trip it was a really manifested exactly and that's the exact word that she used by Ah. the way too let's manifest what we want bam and so yeah cool it was good stuff and the the reason the fundamentals there's a couple of reasons the the name fundamentals is there is 
at a fundamental level, when, when you hear good advice, when you hear, uh, you know, self-help programs, when you read uh, the wisdom of Proverbs, at the core of most of this great wisdom mm-hmm. will be these four elements. Sure. And, and right there, setting out on a weekend, you know, let's think about what we want and manifest it. And, and that juxtaposed, got to, got to see in action mm-hmm. the difference when somebody else began to talk about what they don't want. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. it was cool. That was great. Yeah, it was really. And the thing is, we do it. it. It's all around us. I still find myself stumbling all over the fundamentals. But um, what I'm starting to catch is the catch. I'm starting to catch myself in it. And it really is. It's it's It starts to alter everything that you are experiencing, starting with how you think. Now, so. either you're used to me and nothing phases you anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> like, okay, whatever. Or you haven't noticed that I'm rocking a headband today. Mm-hmm. You are rocking the headband. And, and this goes to perspective, too, because okay. uh, when I decided to grow the hair out during COVID, I thought, you know, I can't go to a barber shop. Well, let's just see what happens. And so I started growing the hair out, <laughs> yeah. and I kept on and kept on. And then I thought, well, we'll give it a full shot, see. And I started seeing myself... You know, like the old 80s hair bands. Mm. Yeah. I was like, yeah. You know. So you can control Brett the Michaels. There we go. <laughs> you know, Brett Michaels. Uh, Guns and Roses. Woo. Right. Started seeing that. And I started feeling that. And I'm feeling good. And then a couple of weeks ago, you walk in here and say, I look like Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. So. Yeah, I, I do admit, uh, most mornings we do this. I'm We're up early. I don't put a lot of effort into getting ready for you. Sure. We're, you know, doing a podcast, so nobody's going to see me. They do see the videos, but, you know, they, they get what they pay for. Sure. So this morning, I thought I would rock the Brett Michaels headband, the, the Guns N' Roses, the hairband look. This is what I see in my mind. There you go. I look in the mirror, and I go, that's the look. Uh, That's why I do it. Different perspective. That guy looks like Einstein over there. <laughs> well, I didn't have a Brett Michaels shirt. I only no, had an Einstein okay. shirt. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's a different perspective. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, today, the chapter uh, is Introduction to okay. the Four Fundamentals. Gotcha. We, we've gone through the introduction. We've gone through uh, you know, the other chapters where we're not dancing around, but we're laying the groundwork to help people understand you can actually change how you think. You can literally change your perspective and that changing that perspective, there's so much power in how we think. So if we can harness that power, right, we can, you know, do amazing things. We, we can do things we never thought we could do. You bet. And, you know, the example, the perfect example to me, because the implication on the other side, nobody wants to touch. But if I can think and make myself sick, could I think and heal myself? Mm -hmm. Make myself well. Mm. And part of it, you know, I'm not, mm, my organs, you know, suddenly mold into a perfect, but... You know, your decision to change your diet, go 
gluten-free. I followed your advice. This, this is the thing to me about wisdom. If somebody tells you something that seems like a good idea and you don't do it. What's the opposite of wisdom? I, I can't say it on the air. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You are a... Yep. People are giving you the answer right in front of you all day long. And if you do not at least try... Yeah. Yeah, that's and that's this has been a huge lesson for me in that very thing in keeping my mind open to what others are inputting or even suggesting just at least keeping my mind open to the reality that 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 may very well be a better way that may very well be a solution that may very well be something that I would want. And so because very uh, honestly, I have I have had a lot of really good advice thrown my way, a lot of good knowledge thrown my way, and I've not applied it because I'm stubborn. I'm just stubborn, and and also you could call that a fool. <laughs> I've just been a fool, and you, this you is one of the big a, ones. A, a dog that returns to its vomit. Yeah, and you know. When you said that, what you said about losing, you know, no pain, losing weight, you went gluten-free, zero pain, uh, lost 12 pounds, probably more now. Yeah. You know, I decided to try. I told you the the weekend before I'd roofied myself with this massive (laughs) meal I had at this restaurant. It was so delicious, but I was knocked out for two hours afterwards. Well, sure. We, you know, made a full-blown legitimate go gluten-free starting that day that you had said that and i've it took about a week yeah and i didn't know what was going on i woke up one day and realized i wasn't hurting (laughs) and i thought well maybe i just slept well right but the next day and the next day and i'm like wow i can't believe this the the back does not hurt which i'm telling you and i don't that's a lifetime right there i know it and i can't exactly 100 percent say whether it is all because of the gluten but i woke up at least three times last night and i was so happy (laughs) to be laying there awake and here's why i didn't have to pee yeah it has it has had an effect on that and i just go right back to sleep the the, <laughs> the inflammation that comes from that yeah. uh, is you know impacts our joints or everything it just we're, we're inflamed we're swollen we're we're under a lot of physical pressure due to the inflammation yeah, I know and you know I've just been amazed these past two weeks that uh, the I, I went to this is how crazy it is uh, and and part of an example of us doing things when we don't even know why we're doing them anymore yep. and that just came out real garbled. Doing things when we don't even know why we're doing them. Right. But, you know, a week into No Pain, I went to check out some NASCAR on TV because I'm a redneck. And I reached out and put my hand down to the couch to brace myself as I go down. (laughs) This is what you do when you got back issues. I put my hand out and I started to sit down. I move around too much. And as I went to sit down, I groaned, mm-hmm. which is what you do when you have back pain. And as I got about halfway down, I stopped. 
Why am I groaning? It don't hurt. <laughs> it was anticipatory groan. It was yeah. going to hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Why am I doing this? I don't hurt. It's like a habit. So, you know, retraining the mind. This is a habit. Is this something I want? Is this something necessary? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure I already can sense that people around me are getting a little tired of me talking about <laughs> being gluten free. Uh, but even over the weekend, I tried to stay away from gluten as much as possible um, and talked and talked about it to the point to where I consciously said to myself, okay, you got to stop talking about this because they don't, they're not going to want to be around you. You are a, a, you're a glutton for gluten free living. That's good. Yeah. And so uh, glutton for gluten I just free. can't oversell it enough though. We're trademarking that. Yes. Try it. Just try it. Give it give it two weeks. There's great products out there. I have not missed it's it's well, and I just want to make sure I'm being honest. I have missed just a little some of the things that I love. Like a good loaf of bread. And I enjoy a, a nice wheat beer, but I'll way more enjoy what I'm experiencing now. Mm-hmm. Because this is what I want. I want pain-free. I want good sleep. I want to wake up in the morning and stand up out of bed. And I want to feel like, let's get the day started. Yeah. So. Want, want, want. And as he's saying those. Yeah. Notice the smile, the Mm. raising of the neck, Mm. the lengthening of the the spine. Mm Mm-hmm. The brightness in the eyes. I want it. I want it. I want it. He's manifesting it right now. Yeah. Absolutely. The power of the mind. Yeah. And the the crazy thing is we have control over that. We do. I've had it the whole time. Lived in misery for years. Years. I've golfed three times now over the last month. Three times. Pain-free. Hadn't golfed in pain-free in over 10, maybe 15 years even. So, well, and that brings us to the chapter introduction to the four fundamentals, because when, you know, these are things I've I've known, I've studied them, I've known them at a a level and at different times would pull them out and and use them. And and they became a kind of a one or two classes in the 13 week anger management class that I had put together. But when I was doing the divorce and child custody work and I was seeing eight hours a day, just different people, different conflicts, you begin to hear the same thing over and over and over. And what I realized a couple of years in was the issue is never the issue. You solve the issue and there's another issue. You solve the issue, there's another issue. This, the issue is not the issue, whether they you know, took the kid to soccer or not, whether they broke the chimney pot or not, that's not the issue. Right. The issue is how they think about that situation. And that's the pattern I began to hear. The words coming out of their mouth, the way they were thinking, their emotional responses were highly similar. And that's where these four fundamentals came out. I began to hear four basic things that was driving all of the conflict in these relationships. And as you know, at that time, and we've covered this a number of times on the podcast, but at that time, you and I were beginning to meet, sit down, talk, uh, bring in the anger management class to the church. And as we mm-hmm. sat and talked about these things, and as you 
learned some of the concepts in the class, those conversations began to shift to if we struggle in having a relationship with a person in our life, if we struggle having a relationship with ourselves, I don't like myself, I'm, I'm not happy with who I am, I wish I, you know, I don't want to get me, you know. If we can't relate to others, if we can't relate to ourselves at a, a deeper level, how in the world are we ever going to relate to Jesus? Yeah. It's a relationship. Yep. Which is what you're fond of saying in church. Absolutely. And it will it will be a roadblock to your growth in your relationship with God. If you struggle with being able to relate to others, being able to even, you know, the whole idea, kind of the bottom line that Jesus gave us to is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then love others or love your neighbor as yourself. Well, if you can't figure out how to love yourself, it's going to be a real challenge because you've, you, you're, and you're constantly distracted by it, by that battle that's going on. And so I think it's the enemy's number one way of keeping us from growing in our relationship with God is keeping us in a distracted and disturbed relationship with ourselves. That then absolutely feeds into a, how our relationships go with others. And so, yeah, no, this is, this is why, it's why it's so important. When we were attending uh, a men's group together a few years ago, I like the word a few, could be three, could be seven. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> few. Uh, we were in the, in the circle and we all had our books and uh, Phelps had said turn to something and I was flipping through, you know, not knowing where it's at. And, and something caught my eye. And I can't tell you today why, but a, a scripture caught my eye and I looked at it and I started giggling to myself, mm -hmm. which... You know, everybody, what are you giggling at? <laughs> little awkward moment. And they're like, well, uh, Matthew 15, 16, Jesus asked the disciples if they're being stupid. Yeah, willfully. And everybody turns, and we all get a chuckle out of it because he says to the disciples, are you being willfully dull? Are you being willfully stupid? Mm -hmm. And you leaned over and said, you know, that was written for you and me. Yep. And, and that's so true. We, we hear all this wisdom, we hear all this knowledge, we hear all these great ideas around us all the time, but we're looking right past it, chasing something that these things would be the answer to. Yeah, and exactly. we're just missing it. Yep. We're, it's almost like he said, <laughs> we're intentionally being dumb. We're intentionally eating gluten. It's all connected, isn't it? <laughs> We're, yeah. How many, you know, I'm not you, but many people, you know, know of gluten-free diets and they're, right. Many people know the ills of smoking. Yep. Exactly. We know, but, you know, I think true wisdom comes in the application of the knowledge. A hundred percent. And that is, you know, one I think is, is like being open to, learning yeah that's the whole reason i was talking about keeping my mind open well and that's what was going on in that that scripture right before that is the, the pharisees had you know tried to 
trip Jesus up, catch him in some heresy. And mm-hmm. they said, your disciples eat without washing their hands. And he, and I, it, it would be a beautiful scene for the chosen. Dallas Jenkins, if you're watching this today, do Matthew 15 for me. Yeah. <laughs> but he just spins on them and, and rattles off how they have twisted the law to fit their own needs. Sure. And the, the law says, honor thy mother and father, but you say, yeah. and they've crafted a way to do something without honoring their mother and father and call it good. And after just, you know, smacking them down, he turns to the people and the disciples and says to them, what goes into your mouth does not defile you. What comes out of your mouth. Yeah. And the disciples are like, what are you talking about? Say what? <laughs> it's like, are you being willfully stupid? Do you, you know, I, this was a, a, a drop the mic moment here. Yeah. The Pharisees got it, yeah. but you guys. <clears throat> and so he, he had to lay it out in, you know, in redneck uh, Jesse's guy's terms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. After that. But that whole concept that we can choose to understand or we can choose to be ignorant. Yep. Yep. Our choice. And it's, it's, it's a hard truth to hear, and I, it can offend somebody. Last week, uh, we were kind of poking fun at my direct style, and, and I said, some people aren't ready. And it's, it's not you know, a judgment. It's not, oh, they're not ready. But there is safety in, in living in the world that we know, and there, it is fear, fearful, it is scary to try to see things from a different perspective, to try to step out. It's... it's uh, it was Adler who said that, you know, we create our own depression, but the idea that we're responsible for how we feel is so overwhelming that we externalize it to other people or situations. Mm. And that was, you know, in the 40s. You bet. And so, you know, this idea of changing how we think and then you helping me kind of see how we can apply that to the Bible and to scriptures. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a quick break here. Because I thought I set the room up for 8.45, not 7.45. Gotcha. If you'll excuse me just a second. So, back from commercial break. So, the four fundamentals, um, they're not the only kind of cognitive distortions out there. And, and it's, a, it's a different approach than other psychologists have taken. Alfred Adler had the ABCs of, of rational emotive therapy in which he would, you know, kind of formulaically, A represents an a, a activating event, a situation, B is a belief, and C is a consequence. And so A is a situation, and we have a consequence in relation to the situation. So you call me a name, activating event, C, I feel mad. But there's that intervening variable, B, and the event does not cause the consequence. It is the B, the belief about the event that causes the consequences. And so okay. he talked about a number of beliefs mm-hmm. that are, are fairly common. And then he had a D and an E, which was, here's how you change how you think. You dispute the belief and install a new belief, and then you evaluate the new ABC. Um, there's just been different ways to kind of package it and categorize it and I've landed on the four fundamentals because I'm I'm practical like the thing I just told you about ABCDE 
wow, that's pretty cool. How do you apply it? Right. And, and it's the application then becomes, and that's where a therapist is really needed is to help you walk through that a number of times in therapy. And they'll give you, literally give you written homework, you know, to do these kinds of things. You come back in and you go over your homework with the therapist. But uh, I repackaged it as the four fundamentals because I knew when I would give this to somebody, I don't even have time for this. I'll throw it in. There's three types of therapy, broadly speaking. Okay. There's crisis management, mm-hmm. keep you alive. There's short-term therapy, which I work with you until you're kind of good, and then I, I'm, I'm comfortable letting you go because I know you can finish it on your own, perhaps. Sure. Yep. And then there's long-term therapy in which you stay with me until you're completely fixed, whatever that word means. When I heard that, <laughs> how, how long is long-term therapy? That wasn't my question. Three to five years. I've been out of car for three to five years, so <laughs> I'm going to be with you for three to five years? I don't know about this. Yeah. Well, then how long is this short-term stuff? Like one to two years. I'm like, oh, my God. So here's what I ended up kind of doing with it is saying, well, let's go for that short-term stuff. We're, we're trying to help people change. And let's say I'm really good at it and I get it done in one year. What did I just do? Well, I met with somebody 50 times. I took a two-week vacation. Mm-hmm. So technically what just happened is there was 50 therapeutic moments inside of a year. Well, what if I could get them to do something therapeutic away from the office? Sure. So they're having two therapeutic moments every week. Well, that takes it from 50 weeks Cut her in half. down to six months, from 12 months down to six months. Hey, yep. Yep. what if I could get them to do something therapeutic three times a week? <laughs> and so what if I can get them to do something therapeutic every day? Right. So now we're looking at 50 days to where you don't need, hopefully, potentially, you are in a good enough place where you can continue to go forth and do it on your own. Yeah. And so that being the, the framework I'm, I'm targeting to work inside, I overheard a, te- a radio interview, television interview with Tom Brady one year. Mm. And the interviewer, very astute question. Not your cookie cutter kind of questions you ask guys. Sure. But he asked him, he said, I see you practicing before the games and there's a little yellow scrap of paper on your clipboard. What is that about? And Tom got all bashful and all shucks. And he said, back in college, when I was a sophomore. So now we're talking 15, 16 years ago. You bet. A quarterback coach came to me watched me throw the ball, and then wrote on this paper, here are the four fundamentals to a forward pass. I want you to practice them every single day. And so 15, 18, 20 years later, what does the world's greatest quarterback practice? The basics. Make a chicken wing. Mm -hmm. This is 25-year veteran. He's out there working on making a chicken wing, grip the laces, come over the top flick the wrist, he practices that 30 minutes every day. Mm. Wow. He practices 
the four fundamentals, yep. which then allows him to do the great. Joe Montana, another interview I, I heard, uh, they were gushing all of this praise on Joe, and he was pushing it away as fast as they could get it. And he said, guys, guys, come on. The game's actually pretty simple. There's just a few fundamentals. Mm-hmm. And if you can get those down, the advanced stuff becomes easy. And it was in that moment it clicked for me that maybe life is the same way. Yeah. We spend so much time on the advanced elements of life. And, and there's books and videos and, and uh, happy hour. What if we focused our attention on the fundamental elements and then maybe that advanced stuff will take care of itself? You bet. So that was kind of where this all kind of came together, the idea that there's four basic underlying thought processes that all other kind of cognitive processes, thinking, emotions, decisions, behaviors, situations in life, circumstances, they're all founded on, they're all resting on these four fundamentals. And if our fundamental thought processes are out of whack, uh, everything above it's going to be out of whack. You bet. To use a very professional psychology term. Very professional. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. And the the reality is that we're we are constantly thinking. Constantly thinking. So there's no time during your waking hours that this isn't going to uh, have an impact. Sure. So that's what's so great about this, and that's what it is so, and again, it comes from Romans 12, 2, to be transformed with the renewing of your mind, changing the way you think, changing your perspective on life in general, uh, that all day, every day, it can change what you are experiencing. I thought about this earlier, that I have spent way too many years just trying to get to Friday. <laughs> I'm uh, earlier in my life I spent way too much time doing that where literally you get you just want to okay that's why Mondays are so unpopular <laughs> because they're so <laughs> far away from Friday right they're so far away from Saturday and so we spend our lives wasting time just looking forward to the future instead of enjoying today and controlling how we think about today and so it affects everything. And the wisdom that we can live in is applying the knowledge that is, it's been there for a long time. And, and you have just brought it together in a, uh, a very easy to consume and apply way. And so that's what I appreciated about it. It has to be simple or I'm not going to apply it. And when it's simple, it has a huge impact. I think the the best things are simple. Yeah. When I was learning to play golf, uh, uh, I'm going to play golf. I go study the game. It's I don't know how to play golf, so why wouldn't I study the game? Sure. So I, I picked up some books, got some videos about how to play golf, <laughs> and there was you know a myriad of advice out there. But this one video that I found, I don't know if you recall a golfer, the Walrus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had a video. 
Yeah. How to play golf. <laughs> big old mustache. Big old belly, big old mustache, and he's on the pro tour. Yep. You know, most out of shape guy in the world. You bet. But he was excellent at the game. And he had a set of fundamentals. Hmm. A, a fundamental to the swing, how you hold your grip, how you stand, shoulders, feet, how you swing. And the great thing about studying him in this video, I'm no, there are more advanced elements to the game, but this was the exact form he recommended you use for a driver, mm. for a fairway, for an iron, yep, for putting. Yep. It was this is the fundamental golf stance. There are slight variations depending on what you're trying to do, but everything comes back to this exact same physical stance aiming with your toes all of that and he recommended in your video go to the driving range <laughs> sure and you're practicing the fundamentals of a golf swing yeah applying it and it, it was very simple 30 minute video covered all the bases and it you know i i can't say i'm a great golfer but i can get out there and and show up sure but it's only because I know the fundamentals to a golf swing. That's right. Yep. It's good. It's good stuff. All right. Well, anything Excited. else? Tonight's a big night. That's right. It'll already have happened, but uh, it's going to be awesome. Well, and if you're for living under a rock and just hearing about it today, mm -hmm. Mike is starting a class May 2nd, Yep. which is tonight, in which he is going to... Do you have any idea how long the class is going to be? Well, it's set up from 6.30 to 8 o'clock. If it ends a little early, that's fine. I've left room in the margin to uh, to be able to hang out and just have some, you know, discussion. Hanging out in the margins. Three weeks, at, 12 weeks. It's actually 21 weeks. 21 weeks. Yeah. I've got some video teaching that goes along with it. I've got, I'm going to introduce the opportunity to apply the book with the podcast and then that will all kind of flow into your ability to uh, have a fresh perspective on how to even read the Bible. It's all connected. And so I'm very excited. It's at Grace Point in the auditorium. And if somebody doesn't make it May 2nd, are they SOL? Nope. They can have attempted, and I think it'll work. I've set this up where if you miss a week or two, you can go back and you can review the online stuff, because that's going to be available to anybody, and then you can come right in. Okay. We're going to have it set up to where you can come in. and. So even if you're hearing this in, in you know week two or three, you know feel free to just yep. roll on in, roll call on the in. church if you want, but roll on in, 630 Tuesday nights, Grace Point Church. You got it. All right. Looking forward to it. Okay, well... That's it for today. I am Lance. And I am Mike. And we are just these guys, you know. Have an awesome week. Catch you next week on the podcast.